Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Welcome to Ambridge on the Couch, an in-depth look at the arches with me, Harriet Carmichael. Lucy Freeman, and the permanently baffled Mr. Newbie. Before we dive in, let's remind ourselves of what happened last week with Lucy's Week in Ambridge. This week was brought to you by the phrase, that was a long time ago. Scarecrows, Kate and Jacob living together. The whole week was full of people reminding other people that whatever they were moaning about had happened before. A long time ago. We began the week with Alish not packing and Kate not helping. Alice was worrying that Piggy had been talking to Debbie. Debbie? No one's talked to Debbie since the start of lockdown. And at that point, Debbie was talking to herself. And there's a technology side of it. To my knowledge, the only venturing into the world of advanced telecoms that Piggy has done was being filmed on a mobile, giving a particularly vitriolic rundown of her only son. I'm not sure she'd be able to schedule in a Zoom with Debbie and fill her in on a dipsomaniac sister. But frankly, I wouldn't put anything past the old bat. Over at Ambridge Hall, Linda had got her timings arse about face. Joy thought she was attending the Royal Garden Party and opened the meeting by saying, I'm so excited to be here today. Linda tried in vain to shut her up, but she had no chance. It was like sweeping up an avalanche with a dustbuster. Neil had offered to help, but Linda wanted advice on slotting him in. I bet Shula's got some ideas about that. What about guess the identity of the pig manager with no trousers on, she said willingly. Linda's suggestion was a competition to decorate a cake that summed up lockdown. Good God, nine Victoria sponges all covered in little marzipan Joe Wixies. Shula suggested that people might be a bit tired of the pandemic. No, we love it. Can't get enough of it. They're doing decorated scarecrows instead and Shula wanted to include a category for most realistic. Pat will win that one hands down if she doesn't mind just standing still in her front garden with her arms out while they do the judging. Alish staggered over to Piggy to have a popper, and interestingly, Piggy's voice, as an elderly woman, was less wobbly than Alice's. Piggy wished she could turn back time, but she's not Cher, although they did go to school together, I believe. Piggy expressed a level of self-awareness of which I had not believed her capable, and Alice threw a wheelie bin through her front window. Kate turned up at the vet surgery and decided that the ideal time to have a relationship chat with Jacob would be when he was covered in blood and bits of horse and barbed wire. She only decided she wanted to move in with him because you can't take the stroppy moral high ground with an old lady when you're living rent-free in her house. Over at the Bridge Farm Tea Rooms, it was all getting a bit mafiosi. Linda sat with her fedora pulled down low over her eyes, smoking a cigar. Fallon joined and growled, nice hat. Linda said there was a new gun in town and she didn't like the look of it, but Fallon told her she was the boss. This would never have happened if the tea rooms hadn't started serving spaghetti puttanesca. Anyway, Fallon agreed to follow Linda, Linda as her capo, and the next time Joy fiddles with her midget, I suspect she'll be blown sky high. 
Then we spent a complex 15 minutes in the car with Brian and Alice. Oof. I stick to my view that people from Ambridge should not be allowed to go anywhere near service stations. Bad <laughs> things happen. On this occasion, Brian went pottering around the ladies' loos. Alice told him that she basically hated him. Basically? The lady on the desk of the rehab place was from a 1930s Radio 4 play. <laughs> it's very, very hard, isn't it, Brian? Which is refreshing for a man of your age. Eddie has got his first stag booking and as a result wanted to crack on with hoovering the chicken feathers out the back of the limo and was slightly irritated that Brian took that moment to rabbit on about what a terrible father he is. Probably should have had a bit of a think about that 32 years ago, Brian, but better late than never. Neil turned up again at the stables. He can't keep away. I mean, sympathetic as I am to Neil, who we all love dearly, him and his funny noises, I do think it's a bit much that he's galloping off to do someone else's garden rather than staying at home and supporting his wife, who is frankly losing her shit. Anyway, it was a humdinger of an argument. For crying out loud, I'm not annoyed with you, shouted Neil, annoyed. Shula let herself into Ambridge View in the midst of an enormous row. What is it about the residents of Ambridge who seem incapable of recognising a screaming punch-up when they see it and carry on blithely trotting up the garden path to the accompaniment of yelled insults and thrown saucepans? You would just leave, not let yourself in. Ooh, I seem to have said all the wrong things and made everything so much worse, said Shula happily. Good oh. Just leave them alone, Shula. Thousands of horsey girls are looking for jobs, so get them in to do the clippy cloppy and you get on with your garden yourself. Get God to help you with your vicaring and stop wandering about absent mindedly causing trouble. Shula Hebden Lloyd, if you upset the Carters when they've got all this going on, I will personally kick you up your big corduroy bottom very hard with my walking boots on. The end. Shula was a bloody nightmare. She, how can anybody be that kind of un, uh, unself aware? Yeah, totally. But she did. She do it deliberately. I mean, also, as if if someone leaves there, as it happens a lot with me, whenever a a tasty gardener leaves his secateurs, (laughs) I don't go straight round their house with them. I thought you might need his in case you were having a massive row. I could hear we gone. (laughs) Oh, and it is literally, hello! Yeah. And you're like, oh, no. <laughs> also, so rude anyway, just yeah. to walk, walk in the house. Yes, I just let myself in. If someone did that, I'd just know. Susan was yeah. amazing, she wasn't was. she, in that yeah. scene? No, you stay I here mean... and talk to your friend, Shula. <laughs> I'll go and keep the whole world fucking turning, Oh, Neil. sorry, everybody. Have I come in at the wrong moment? <laughs> Neil, you left these, you dirty boy. <laughs> Would you like your trousers back as well? She is, oh. but I, surely some part of her knew what she was doing. I think there was this, you know, like a tiny unaware part of her that was like, it, oh, it's an excuse to, I don't know. I don't know. I just, it's so unlikely that you would do that innocently, isn't it? Uh. But I loved it. I mean, Susan was so... Uh, yeah. Oh, she was brilliant. Yeah. And it was very... Yeah. And very why tr- hadn't Neil told her that's what he was doing? Well, to be fair, when Susan came... When he came back in, Susan was like, oh, where have you been? And he said, oh, I... And he was... And she then she was like, oh, I need you to do the supermarket Oh, oh okay, right. Okay. So I to be fair, he yeah. didn't not say, but yeah. he hasn't. But we all know what he had. I wouldn't have said. No. Because I think he is doing it it innocently obviously he 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 loves that you know he like he loves 
he fancies Shula and he likes working in her garden. And he likes doing the old helpy, helpy Sir Galahad bit, doesn't he? Exactly. He is like besotted with her, really. And he likes being appreciated and he feels like he can't do right for doing wrong with Susan. But at the same time, his family is collapsing. Susan is at the end of her tether Mm. and rather than helping... He's escaping and making a joke out of it and also mm. saying, which is so disrespectful to Susan, saying to Shula, oh, I'm glad to get away from, I'm glad to get away from home. You know, just making Susan look bad and she is doing her best. Uh, to, yes, but on the other hand, as Neil has, Neil is like, let's get some help. We can ask Jennifer. Yeah, yeah you know, that's true. Yeah, 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 yeah. They don't have to take on the role, both the roles mm. of full-time parents, especially yeah. when they've got jobs. But it was funny because it did remind me of our house when they to begin with because it's like that that conversation they had at the beginning, which was like, "Oh, I'm just back." It's like, "Well, if you're back, you can go straight down the supermarket. I need some sausages. Then I'm going to work. You need to do the pickup, and then when you come back, I'm going to go and cook the tea while you do your phone call, and then I've got to go back out again and get some more children." (laughs) Just anybody's. They're not even ours. I just need to get some more children. That conversation they had. Uh, literally sums up my life oh god <laughs> no just the sort of like because you're yeah. constantly doing tag team yeah with work and kids well it's and less of a marriage and... and more like air traffic control really isn't it just yes. trying to work out where everybody is and hoping that <laughs> things don't collide that's <laughs> and what the the simple solution is get some help so yeah. that you don't uh, yeah. say that your marriage doesn't fall apart yeah and it doesn't it doesn't but, you just know, become Susan's, that susan's too proud mm. To, and yeah. resentful to ask yeah. Jenny to do babysitting. I like the way she she talked about Alice. Said, "Well, now she's gone. I'm going to have to do everything." And I thought she's gone to rehab. She's not gone to <laughs> Butlin, Susan. And also, yeah. well, you wouldn't let her go near the gone. baby anyway. <laughs> oh, so right for Sam. <laughs> but that's what she'll be thinking. Mm. She'll be a suit. Well, I mean, to be fair, Alice is in. A really nice room with a really nice view. That woman, what was going on with that voice? Was that, did they say, make her sinister? Because that's what, what, that's well, if, that's if she came across. If she was in one of my, my beloved Agatha Christie dramatizations, I'd have had her pegged as the murderer within a second. Oh my God, completely, completely. It was literally like, you have the nicest room <laughs> <laughs> with a view of the other inmates. <laughs> I mean, prison. I mean, uh, residents. <laughs> but the way she was talking to Brian as well, it was, I can imagine her in sort of matte red lipstick with her hair, sort of Marcel waved hair. Going, yes, it's, you're in a very difficult position, aren't you? We've seen worse people than that. Don't worry. It's all fine. <laughs> Now come here, big boy, and make me feel better. (laughs) Dust off some of these cobwebs, will you? (laughs) Although I think she was a bit Welsh. Because there was a bit where she went, Brian, like that. Isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) I think she was... Oh my God, she's off her head, isn't it? (laughs) Because I did think, like, where is the rehab? It's four hours. It took them four hours yeah. to get there. Oh, it could be Wales, like, couldn't it? Yeah. Yes. It could be, actually. Yeah. And then as clever people on Twitter pointed out, the um, his overall character, who went to show it to a room, was Susan. <laughs> did you hear? No. She had, like, two lines, and she just had to go, this way, Alice. And But it was Susan. Oh. But just sort of slightly disguised. Right. It didn't matter. It was just a line. But somebody Unless it on Twitter. Unless it really was Susan. Can you imagine? Totally. Susan's got a job there in disguise, 
yes. to spy on Alice and to make sure that she does it properly and she'll come in and keep giving her bed baths with ice cubes and things like that. <laughs> it's it's, it's going to be like another, I hope they do another spin-off week. You know, like we got the Lower Loxley movie. <laughs> I hope they do like this horror movie of rehab. <laughs> let's just let's just let them concentrate on getting it out five nights a bloody week, will we, before you start thinking about flipping spin-offs. They can't do the, what they've got. I'm just going to zip you into this, Alice. <laughs> Big breath You in. won't be able to see it. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's got to be that. <laughs> it was so funny, wasn't it? It was very... So I did like the... Um, uh, I did like the running away from him in the service station, though. Although I was thinking, um, you know... Yeah. Service stations are, yeah. are usually like not in the middle of a town <laughs> near a pub. Yes, is it? That is was exactly my thought. Oh God, I've been walking around this motorway for an hour now, <laughs> when I happen to come across a pub in the middle of the road. On the, <laughs> but on the really hard made... shoulder. Ah, oh, look, <laughs> the Bollard and Compass. Excellent. I'll go in there. But it, it really made me laugh as well that when Brian phoned that crazy lady and she was like. Well, I hope you don't mind me asking, but how long is long? And I was like, that's Alice's business. They had a really rich 15 minutes. Lunch. I'm presuming it's a number two, so <laughs> I'll be here for a while. Because they'd just gone for lunch, hadn't they? There's a, bit of a, there's a bit of a theme about Alice and her lavatory habits, because when she went, she disappeared from the table at dinner. And he was going, well, should we, do you think she's coming back? And Jennifer said, well, she's only gone to the loo, darling. And I thought, they're going to be banging on the door in a minute, saying, are you all right? Have you slipped in? Do you need paper? What's going on? And poor Brian, it must have been mortifying having to go around the ladies' toilets. I don't reckon it's the first time Brian's <laughs> popped his head around a ladies' lavatory. No. I reckon at the oh hunt ball, God. he's in the disables with anyone he can get, I'll tell you. You made me laugh about Peggy having a wobblier voice than Alice. No, <laughs> Alice having a wobblier voice. I'm so sorry, darling. Oh, Grandma. No, I'm sorry. I'm the wobbly one here. No, I am too. <laughs> oh dear i was Good very week, impressed though. though with peggy saying yep no hands up that was me i did it yes. i was like what the fuck really <laughs> yeah good Blimey. for her yes good for her yep yes and i very much enjoyed joy at ambridge hall yes. when she couldn't keep her trap shot <laughs> <laughs> and honestly yeah, <laughs> but then again she, <laughs> she listen back to that scene and you will realise when you listen back, Shula's tea mug was like five pints worth. <laughs> She's like, literally like, what a good idea. Mm, I actually think it's a really good idea. Mm, Could you refill my bucket, please? Yeah. <laughs> you got to listen back because she drinks, and I think maybe it wasn't tea. I'm wrong, it's gin. Horse bucket. I suspect that Shula brings her own nose bag with her to all events and just sticks her head in it when she gets bored. <laughs> um, um, what yeah. was I going to say uh, about Joy? Oh, did you notice the lovely bit of class class war accent-y going on? I loved it. I, I thought, because it's normally you that notices the really little things. Um, I the didn't. subtle things. She said, uh, Joy said she was telling me about this portrait that... Ross has done of Lily. And Shula went, oh, a portrait. <laughs> <laughs> and it was two entirely different pronunciations of exactly the same word. I wish I'd heard that. So for I'm our, our American cousins, portrait is common. Portrait is not. 
it's so, like yeah. Shula would say she wouldn't say Tuesday, she'd say Tuesday, yeah. wouldn't she? Tuesday, yeah. <laughs> Portrait or room. Yes, bedroom. oh, room, 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 yeah. <laughs> portrait. <of> room. <laughs> <laughs> oh, a portrait. And there was no reason for her to say that other than to signify the did fact she, that she was she... going portrait, not portrait. <laughs> did she do this? <laughs> a portrait. <laughs> <Probably>. <laughs> I'm going to listen back to that whole scene because it's made me so happy. Do do you think that uh, Linda is actually bowing out of the organisation? What are you talking about? We always... That conversation she has to herself or to somebody (laughs) happens every six weeks. (laughs) Whenever there's an event to organise. I thought Fallon was quite sweet though when she was like, she had an idea. Yeah. She had one idea. Yeah. She, no, she got lucky once, she said, didn't she? Yeah. She struck yeah. lucky. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, Fallon was really kind. Yeah. She? She's sweet. She is. Well, her mother is. Um, yeah, she is. Hopefully she's coming on the show soon. Yay! <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> Hello, Buffy. She says Buffy. ingratiatingly. Please, will you come on? See you soon. <laughs> Love you. <laughs> Love you right back. (laughs) If she doesn't come on, I'll stand in. I was going to say, yeah, we'll just make up a script for you. You can tell us all kinds of appalling secrets, none of which are true. Um, Yes, I did think it was funny that Linda felt that they couldn't do another scares gross because the last time they did was 11 years ago. I I mean, I know no one ever dies or leaves Ambridge, but they say 11 years, you know, it's fine. It's a village fate. That scarecrow that happens like that. Uh, the amount of scare if you if you in June, I know, July, scarecrow you drive around yeah, the villages. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like oh yeah. my god, another bloody yeah. scarecrow yeah. dressed up from like Stranger Things yeah. or like Spider Man yeah. or yeah. But um, yeah, Lee's gonna have fun, isn't he? He is. All Love his little costumes. His <laughs> Lee oh, and a his corn cosplay. dolly. Oh, brilliant! <laughs> <laughs> Calm down, Lee. Oh god. <laughs> Make sit Henry's up, tea. Yes, sit up Get straight, your elbows off the table, please. <laughs> oh, God, it's pathetic, isn't it? <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um, oh, do you know what, actually? I, I Eddie really... and Brian, I liked. Uh, yes, yeah. I, and I was so, it was great to hear them together. Yeah. I felt like there was quite a lot. You know, as you said, it was sort of, there was a lot of harking back. Mm. I actually really appreciated that this week because I, like, having Brian and Eddie, it felt like... Seeing your long lost uncles. I mean, yeah, they... it was the dads talking, wasn't it? It, it was the dads was. talking after the wedding. And yeah. because they harked back to um, oh, Greg, know, Greg and, and William was... as well, remembering exactly and talking like about what r- with it felt like it was a really mm. rooted mm. episode and, and week. And it's good to have that history coming back because yeah. I think it makes if you've been a long term listener, it makes you reassured somehow. Yeah, you know that you do know them really well, yeah. and things are still. They're still the same deep down. And, yeah, and that also and things are things that we thought were awful, like Ed, Ed's addiction yeah. and all that, and then it's gone, you know, and, and now it's fine. It's and so okay. the same thing will happen. It's gone, but it's not forgotten. Yeah. Because obviously we're always moaning about how quickly things get yeah. forgotten. Yeah. So especially something like Greg. Greg's never mentioned, No. I mean, no. Mr. Newby will have been like, Ooh. Yeah. He probably can't even find the info online because no. that's quite... Um, a long time ago, wasn't it? He was Helen's... Was he the gamekeeper? Yeah, he was Helen's yeah, yeah. boyfriend. He was the gamekeeper yeah. and he killed himself. He yeah. had suffered from depression. And, and he hearing... had two girls that uh, that were based in France, weren't they? And they came back to stay with Helen 
for a little I mean, bit. She I, sort of looked I after them. I only vaguely remember because obviously I must have been terribly young this year. So yeah, I only well, what remember. with you being twenty-four? Yeah, exactly. The, the whole of Twitter now believes that, by the way. Yeah. So I was four when yeah. Greg died. Yeah, but I remember it terribly well. And you were nine when you gave birth to your children. So that's exactly. good. <laughs> exactly. I'm a very young mum, Liz. <laughs> very young. But basically a kiddie myself a kiddie myself I mean, those are the sort of jobs i still get lucy <laughs> um so... <laughs> scary anime children <laughs> <laughs> i know oh. unfortunately they don't really like using us adults anymore oh, because really? we all sound like this yeah we all do the same voice so mm. they actually get real kids to do them which is really annoying and also because kids are rubbish actors generally <laughs> well generally yes <laughs> Unless they've been to Sylvia yes, Young what? and then good. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yes, Dad. No. But no, that's because they're always recorded in yeah. the arches. They're always recorded yeah. separately, so it never works, no. does it? it just, no. It's impossible. Yeah. However good your editor is. I quite like it when really the characters, work. the parents end up having to do this sort of Joyce Grenfell business when they're going, put that down, put it, where's he gone? Oh, no, there he goes, look. And there's just this sort of Look at Henry footsteps. running around the kitchen. Yeah. Careful, Henry. Oops. Silently. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, what was we say? Oh, Eddie. It was so nice to hear mm. Eddie, actually. He, yeah. he, he, he was a very wise counsel, wasn't mm. he? Don't know. I just I felt can't like really was... remember much about what he said, okay. to be honest. So maybe oh. not that wise. Cause... I really enjoyed that scene. I enjoyed it. But he was just comforting, wasn't he? And saying, well, you've done the right thing. You've done the right thing. You've done the right thing. Yes. And... I loved, I thought Brian was stupendous when he suddenly said to Eddie, he just cut across him and just said, I lied. I oh lied. It was, it was almost chilling the way it he was. did it, wasn't it? Yeah. Yes. And I thought, oh my God, he's going to cry. What do I do? Brian cries. I felt really, he's <laughs> really... Like, That's the thing. You forget these mm. old timers. They're bloody brilliant actors. Yeah. Because, yeah. you know, Brian only gets to do angry stuff, really. But it was, it was beautiful, like how broken he was, wasn't it? Yeah. Yes. And... For me, for me, because I always read far too much into everything, um, <laughs> as we know, I think when he when he went round the village saying to everybody, oh, yes, yes, she was absolutely fine. She went mm. off into rehab, no problem, and blah, 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 blah. That was symptomatic of the very problem with all the Aldridge children, whoever's mm. child they are. They're never allowed to fail. They just get rescued and propped up every time. So he couldn't say, he just couldn't say, she was awful, it was a nightmare, she hates me, she's just a monster, the the alcoholism is making her a monster and I don't know what to do. He had to say, oh yes, she went off like a good girl, because he had to portray her as a success, because they're both of them, their fear is, if our children are not successful, it will reflect badly on us. Yeah, totally. And and if they just let them cock up without saving them, without just writing checks and without you know, if they just let them have the, the um, just let them well, have the experience of failing and surviving and being resilient. Yeah. They'd be so much better. The, the whole family would be so much healthier. Oh, you do look into it a lot, don't you? Oh, no, I'm sorry. Okay. Um, but it, it surprised me when Eddie said, you're the only people outside our family that knows about Ed. Because I don't remember that. No, knows about William. Knowledge. Oh, it was William. Yes, oh, it was William and I... the gun. Uh, I thought he was talking about Ed's addiction. No, no, no. It was about William and the gun when when oh, William course. threatened himself. And how did Brian find out about that? Eddie went to see Brian and said, "Can you take his job off him because That's he's not right. fair, he's not he's not safe having yeah. guns." That's right. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. No, I just must have thought, I just assumed he was talking about Ed's no. uh, drug addiction. No, no, no. Mm. Oh, God. See, every, nobody has stable children in the arches. No. Well, I mean, I, I suppose, suppose... Once they get past 12. Yes, it's all over. You, there are... You've got stable children. <laughs> Mine are just stable. nuts. <laughs> <laughs> have they gone away? Uh, I mean, you haven't sent them. I thought they went on their holes. One of them has gone, yes. I, I keep I keep getting that, like, I keep seeing pictures of beaches and stuff, and I really want to cry. Or And I'm reading a book set in Italy, in Rome at the oh, moment. Oh, no. I'm fi- it's, it's amazing, but it's making me so yeah. sick to, for going, you yeah. know. But imagine how brilliant it will be when we can. I know. And just I hop know. off and... That lovely thing when you open the plane door. On because you'll have to queue up for no, that's three true. hours for yeah. someone to look at your vaccination sticker. Yeah. And, yeah, but when you open that plane door and the warm air hits you and everything, and ah, <laughs> and you go, oh my god, I haven't got enough sun cream on. Yeah. Oh, I'm gonna get burnt Everyone in the goes, one minute. Oh, it's so hot, don't they? As if wherever you've landed, yes, it's Mombasa, <laughs> madam. It will be hot. Yes, yes. <laughs> Ooh, good Ooh, it's a lot hotter than when we left. Yes, that's because you left Heathrow. Yeah, yeah. In November. Once, when Eliza was a tiny baby, and we were, we were coming back from Spain. And we got a bus, you know, when you get a bus that yeah. takes you two metres from the yeah. terminal yeah. to the plane. Yeah. And it stopped just before the plane, but the doors didn't open, probably because there were no steps. So we were, we were st- everybody was standing in this crammed, hot bus for probably 25 minutes. And then I looked down and Eliza had done a poo in, the na- in her nappy, but a sort of runny poo, oh, no. yellow. And it was like, le- not only was it leaking down her onto the bus floor, it was also dripping onto the lady's suitcase <gasps> next to Shit. Oh, my God, it was awful. And I was already so hot. And but I was flustered. Like, oh, my God, please don't, please don't look down. Please don't oh look down. Oh, my God. And I sort of had to sort of, like, wipe it with my bum. You know, like, <laughs> it was just... You just smeared awful. it. And then you got it smeared <laughs> all over your own bum. <laughs> Never take a baby on holiday, ever. No. <laughs> And be on behalf of all other passengers on a plane, don't, so just don't. <laughs> and if you were the owner of that suitcase, I'm so sorry. <laughs> right. God. I could just imagine it coming round the baggage reclaim with a cloud of flies buzzing above it. <laughs> oh, and now let's hear from Mr. Newbie and see who he's worried about this week. Well, now, this hasn't happened for a while. The week begins with Alice having a conversation with another woman and I'm not just sure who it is might be pip might be phoebe she's talking about peggy as gran which uh oh means that it's phoebe pips and archer and phoebe's in aldridge right makes sense didn't quite have the overdone diction to be pip anyway oh bloody hell it's kate (laughs) took me a full two minutes to figure it out though how dispiriting (laughs) just when i felt like i was getting somewhere i'm just like michael corleone me just when you think you've figured out who's who. Anyway, quite apart from the shock of Kate being loving and caring, there's a big hint that Debbie might be showing her face in the not-too-distant future, and I, for one, couldn't be more excited. She's become my holy archer's grail, and I shall not rest until I have heard her voice. Might ask Harriet and Lucy to see if they can pull some strings at the BBC. <laughs> oh, here we go. Soft and squishy Kate didn't hang around very long and has now galvanised both herself and Alice into all-out war against Peggy. I don't fancy their chances, even if they do gang up. Peggy will have their guts for garters. Or not. What on earth? I don't know Peggy nearly as well as you lot do, but this outbreak of self-awareness and regret is so unexpected that it honestly sounds like she's taking the piss out of Alice. She can't be, can she? 
I don't even think Peggy did anything wrong, but she's in full-on self-flagellation mode here. Oh, God. She's not dying, is she? <laughs> or, oh, is she just being really, really canny and diffusing this whole thing before it ever gets started, whilst also taking the chance to nudge Alice into making sure she actually goes to rehab? Blimey. I think that might be it. Peggy is a genius. <laughs> the next scene See, opens with a sound effect of Linda pissing too. like a racehorse for some reason. Or perhaps it's the llama. <laughs> She's being visited by Joy and, oh, bloody hell, not another mystery guest. There was a time not all that long ago that I had to replay every scene after I got to the bit where names were finally mentioned, but I really thought those days were behind me. Oh, no, wait, it's Shula. Phew, and, and also yuck. Still, my disappointment at Shula's appearance has been somewhat assuaged by the most outrageous piece of innuendo I think I've ever heard. Linda asking Shula if she could slot Neil in. <laughs> Ordinarily, I'd have let this go with barely a mention, but after the hilarious Harry Potter tracksuit shenanigans of two weeks ago, this isn't so much a double entendre as being smacked in the face with a pie full of sex. Anyway, this fate planning scene is all well and good, but it's not a patch on the Terry Two Phones and Febreze version that we did last week. If you haven't listened to it yet, you've missed out. I did enjoy Shula nearly choking on her tea when Joy suggested that Ambridge has a higher class of inhabitant, but didn't enjoy Linda being her usual officious killjoy. I'm hoping for Joy to take over the committee in a bloodless coup. I reckon she'll have Shula's support in any event. Oh, Fallon. A good start to any Tuesday, I think we can all agree. She's being enormously charming and hugely complimentary to Linda, and it's all going down like a cup of cold sick because scarecrows. Good Lord, Linda's a curmudgeonly old bugger, isn't she? Fine when she's getting away, but the moment she even starts to suspect that she might not be entirely in charge anymore, she turns into the Borsetshire Boudicca. This is a recurring theme amongst Archer's characters, I've decided. They're mostly a bit of a pain in the ass, but occasionally redeem themselves just enough for us to love them anyway. Linda, though, it has to be said, is trying my patience at the moment. Not that I give two hoots about whether or not they're going to have a scarecrow bonanza, but if it makes everyone else happy, then why on earth not? Ah, and now right on time, Linda's being lovely about Joy and apologetic to Fallon, albeit a little self-indulgently, and I'm feeling sorry for her again, as is Fallon. It's all turned out nice, and I don't know whether to be annoyed or heart-warmed. Can I be heart-noyed? Yeah. Annoy-warmed? <laughs> Jacob sounds delighted to see Kate, doesn't he? And she's completely oblivious to it. I might not be the best judge of the right moment to have a serious conversation, but I think even I'd take a rain check if I was planning to offer to live with somebody who was covered in horse blood. <laughs> Jacob, of course, has reacted in a suitably guarded fashion, and now Kate's got the hump because of course she has. The question has to be asked again, why is Jacob with Kate? He's a sensible sort of a bloke. Sensible enough to have chucked her ages ago, if you ask me. Aww. In the meantime, there are some signs of self-awareness and reflection from Brian that would be welcome if I thought for a moment that they'd last longer than a G&T in Alice's hands. They won't, though. They never do. He has dropped an interesting nugget into the conversation, though. Who was Greg, and what happened to him? Neil is complaining that things are difficult at home, and that bodes badly, too. I hope he's not going to have an affair with Shula, but it's starting to look disappointingly like he might be, no. especially as he and Susan are at loggerheads as soon as he gets home, and now Shula's bringing his secateurs back, and as far as Susan's concerned, they might as well be his undercrackers, or indeed his smashing Harry Potter tracksuit. Perhaps the fact that Susan is now suspicious is also for the best, though. At least now Neil won't be able to accidentally get into an affair with Shula. 
If it really hadn't crossed his mind until now, and I can quite believe that it hadn't, he might just have found himself rolling in the hay with our non-secular seductress without any real <laughs> idea of how he got there. Ooh, what a thought. Where did I put that mind bleach? The real news from this week, though, is that Terry Two Phones is an actual character. Little did I know when I was recording last week's sketch that I was actually portraying a genuine Archer's legend. If I'm lucky, he's a silent character and you weren't all sitting at home tutting and wondering why I didn't sound anything at all like him. If not, I can only hope that I haven't inadvertently desecrated hallowed Archer's ground. Sorry, everybody. <laughs> I, yes, I didn't realise he was a real character. Yeah, I mean, he was. He was. I um, thought you'd made him up. No, Kerry made him up. I think. Oh, um, I can't remember in what it was. Sort of uh, Eddie's dodgy things, and it was he'd got something from him, and he said, "Oh yeah, yeah, Terry Two Phones." Ah, um, has Mister Newby not heard a lot of Kate then? Clearly not. Her voice is quite distinctive, although it does change because yeah. Usually it's like that, isn't it? But but actually, when she's la- when she's um laughing, it goes a bit nasal. Oh, anyway, yeah. I can't really. But it does change. She, she sort of mellows a bit she... when she's not all being yes, all self-important. It it totally. smooths out a little bit, doesn't it? She has two voices, doesn't mm. she? Really? Yeah. But this one is the easiest to do. Yeah. Um, <laughs> anyone can try it. It's just vocal fry. Um, what sorry. did you think of the um, the uh, Kate and Jacob thing? Oh, yeah, I, I really, really, really like their relationship. I mean, because I it's interesting. Mm. Like, Jacob was back to being Jacoby again, wasn't yeah. he? Because he went through a phase of being not Jacoby yeah. and being normal. And yeah. um, I liked his... I really like his assertiveness and the fact that he he can handle Kate because he doesn't let her walk all over him. Yeah, he has boundaries with her and that's what she needs because totally. she's never been given them before by her parents. But I actually think it's quite a sweet, romantic... I remember being really sort of moved by their relationship last time they sort of did stuff. I don't know, just because he's he's quite... Although he... I think I'm a little bit in love with him, actually. <laughs> not, you're not him and Neil, bloody hell. I've gone off Neil now. <laughs> ever, ever since he's been a bit mean to Susan. Yes, yes. Um, no, I've gone off Neil. Because uh, Sheila's got a dirty mitts on him. Uh, no, I don't know. I think he's quite sexy. Maybe it was something to do with the blood all over his. <laughs> 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 that horse muck. No, I don't Not know. Not horse muck. It was horse blood. It's like some sort like... of Hell's Angels ritual. <laughs> I like the fact that he just doesn't fall into the palm of her hands. Yeah. He's, he has he's a very unambridgey man. Yes. In that he's totally self-contained. He's perfectly capable of looking after himself. He's not tired all the time. He does uh, just get on with stuff. You know, he doesn't rely. He doesn't sort of hand ring and and complain and ask everyone else for help. He just gets on with things. And it's so unusual to meet anyone like that in your real life as mm. well. Mm. So I think it's quite sexy, isn't it? Mm. Because he's not needy in any way at all. But he's quite scary because you know that he doesn't just, he doesn't do the sort of um, small talky flippant thing. He just says exactly what he thinks. But that was the trouble with his character, wasn't it? Because when he arrived in Ambridge, he was super, yeah, uh, like emotionally detached from anything yeah. and couldn't engage. But then when he sort of started going out with Kate, they made he lost a bit of that and he became a bit more yeah. normal. <laughs> and and it was a shame because it felt like his character was changing. 
but actually it was good to hear him back being um you know sort of unsentimental because they did that kind of his kate's relationship is a sort of a rom-com relationship isn't it like sure it's it's like i was reading the uh, script for reading the script no I wasn't reading the script for a Hollywood film I was um reading oh Lizzie <laughs> no. you doing some screenwriting on the side oh, yeah um <laughs> doing some acting in the Hollywood change well you know I, you can get you can get tired of writing about meerkats to be honest Harriet but anyway <laughs> um uh never about Ambridge though the, the thing um that film, oh, out of sight, with uh, Jennifer Lopez and George Clooney, and it's yeah, and they oh, end up. It's like a he's like a policeman and a criminal. She's a police police officer, and he's a criminal, and they end up being shoved in the boot of a car together or something like that. And uh, you know, and it's sort of like how two opposites. How will they survive? Well, of yeah. course, they end up having sex. Of course, they will. Yeah. And it, that was in the boot of a car. Yeah, that was yeah. ooh uncomfortable. Uh, that was um, uh, that's Kate and Jacob but you know that's never sustainable that is that is great for a bit of a fling but it is not a relationship that you that you would expect to still be going five years later although I think it could be sustainable for Jacob and Kate because you don't have to live with someone to have a relationship with them you don't have to live with them to be annoyed by them it can happen (laughs) (laughs) exactly (laughs) you can just you can meet up once a month and be in a relationship yeah i mean it's just different different horses for different courses yes but that's what Jacob wants kate sort of sees right the natural progression is we move in together no but only because she doesn't want to live with because she's a homeless yes because she's a homeless that's Mm. the only reason and she's got she's got her yurts I actually thought, yeah, you could, she can, for the summer, why is she even I rather Peggy? cynically thought, I bet you wouldn't be picking a fight with Peggy in February. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do it in July when it's nice and warm and sleeping in a yurt is actually quite a nice thing to do, even if it she is on just, land that glows in the dark. But anyway. She could build a little shack on that yurt, couldn't she? Build Get a shack on a yurt. Fi- oh, I see. It yeah, means, yeah. No, not on the yurt. On the ground. On the ground, yeah. Ground, ground, ground there. She's got a whole field, presumably. Housing, housing. Then we'd have Borchester Council in, wouldn't we? <laughs> planning, planning, <laughs> planning. Um, that was a link there, Harriet. Did you see? What? To, to the script? To the script, yeah. About the Ambridge on the couch this week. All you've put is, and, and now we go to Ambridge itself. Yes, but the visitor is from the planning council, oh, ma'am. Oh, I know, but it doesn't say it on the script. <sighs> well, I was sort of hoping you might have read the thing that you just performed in, you know. <laughs> I, Lucy, I performed it. I didn't bother reading no, it. No, I know, I was, you know I've been time poor this week. Time poor. I banged it out. <laughs> Banged out my Euro sketch, <laughs> went to work, told Rufus he had to go to the supermarket. Because they've no, got no food in. When you come back, then you there pick is up not the kids. One. I'm going to go pick up thingy from drama. Thingy. Then I've got to go back to work. <laughs> you do, fine, do your Zoom call, but pick up the kids at the same time. Was that one of your children that you just referred to as thingy? <laughs> I was keeping her identity that, anonymous. Oh, I see. <laughs> What you've actually just forgotten. No, it's like putting an emoji on her face on <laughs> Twitter. <laughs> oh, I thought she really looked like that. Um, um, did did Susan, because Susan actually said there is not a thing to eat in this house, didn't she? I thought, oh, and come like, off it. Everyone's got some Rivita somewhere. I mean, it's horrible. Well, there but is no way she doesn't have 12 chilies in that exactly. chest freezer of exactly. theirs. 
So yeah. she's lying. I know, but Maybe she's not. Just... She's definitely not in the mood for chilly night at the moment, is she? <laughs> but that is literally the sort of thing that Rufus. We got. There's nothing in the bloody fridge, and you're like, yeah. well, actually, if you look in the fridge, you'll see there's one baby bell. There's some Greek <laughs> yogurt. There's mayonnaise. Just and that cheese we had at Easter, <laughs> which That's is now exactly. galloping around the a, fridge all by itself. And there's a spring onion in a puddle of water <laughs> in the bottom drawer. I mean, who can't make a meal with that? And actually, those grapes are fine. If you look at the ones underneath, they're not furry. They're just <laughs> the, peeling the themselves. Hummus, the hummus is only fizzy if you think it is. <laughs> <laughs> that is, you know, that's a true fact about hummus, which I've discovered. If you, if you suspect it's going to be fizzy, it'll be fizzy. If you know that it's not fizzy, it won't be fizzy. But if you know <laughs> that it's not fizzy, it's not fizzy. Yeah, it doesn't really work. No, it doesn't at all. <laughs> Don't eat fizzy things. That's it. Drink fizzy if things if you have to, but do not eat the fizzy things. <laughs> well, that's kombucha and all that, isn't it? Uh, right, <sighs> Lucy, we're running out of time. Yes, back to the script, oh, Harriet. Sorry, sorry, sorry Michael. Sorry. Yes. And now we go to Ambridge itself, where Calary has a visitor. <laughs> I hate you. I hate you. there. You're looking for someone. Yes, Mr Grundy. Eddie Grundy. Oh, sorry. He's out just now. Gone off with his blooming metal detector. Got an urgent heads up. David thought he might have dropped a pound coin in Marnay's. I see. Are you... Wife from the council? Oh, no. Borchester District Council is just planning, really. We pop up when there's a storyline about a new road or a potential housing development, so we can worry everyone and then put the kibosh on it. But other than that, we're pretty much defunct. But we have had a call about your husband providing a taxi service without adequate paperwork, so I'm just here to see if there's anything we can do to help. Oh, that'll have been Rex Fair, brother, won't it? Honestly, he threatened my day. Two trips to Underwoods with Peggy Woolley in the back to buy a pack of smoked salmon for Hilda Ogden and he thinks he's Tony Soprano. Well, then that would be a police matter, Mrs Grundy. Oh, well, let's call in Helen Mirren then, cos harassment won't do anything. Earns a whacking great salary for following Alice Carter around with a bucket. I really need to focus on your husband's taxi service, Mrs Grundy. It's not a taxi service. He just drives people to places they want to go in the back of his car and sometimes they give him money. That's a taxi service, surely? No, it's charity. Charity? Yeah. If you'd had to drive to Darrington and back with Linda Snell chuntering on about her muse, you'd call it charity. My Eddie just put the screen up and listened to talk sport and she was none the wiser. I can't help feeling we are avoiding the issue, Mrs Grundy. Could I see the vehicle? I'll give you a clue. It's that enormous great white monstrosity in the corner. The... that thing? Is it a limo? Yeah. Well, we're not sure that's exactly what it is. Eddie looked under the bonnet and said the chassis number was different to the logbook, though. He thinks the front's a Mercedes and the back's got a bit of Maserati in it and the middle bit's a Vauxhall Corsa. And the registration plate on the front's different to the one on the back, but Eddie says that actually helps with speed cameras as they go looking for two different cars. 
Not that he can speed, really, as that wheel doesn't half wobble if he goes over 40. This sounds highly irregular. It is irregular, especially when you go round corners. It goes, donk. Let me just have a look. I see. It's quite tricky to see because of all the England flags, but is that clean film? Sunroof, yeah. And, oh, it does, that's quite a strong... Whiffs a bit, doesn't it? He had to take Salieri to the vet with Linda. Then the girls from the chicken factory brought back their leftovers. Uh, let me have a sniff. Oh, no, I tell a lie. That's Shula's Shalimar. Right, he's left-hand drive, I see. Well, it shouldn't be. Give the steering wheel a knock. Uh, 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 there we go. Right hand again. Mrs Grundy, this thing is a death trap. I can't believe he feels able to charge people for this. You never saw the Grundy world at Christmas, did you? I'm going to have to put a Do Not Use sticker on it. Oh, okie dokie. Oh, oh, not there, though. He won't be able to see out when he's driving. But he shouldn't be driving it, Mrs Grundy. Not at all. It's not roadworthy. In fact, I'm going to send a tow truck round and impound it. Oh, we will be upset. Poor Eddie. Uh, what time will the tow truck come? As soon as possible, I hope. Why? Could the driver drop me at Lidl? So that's that. <laughs> There'll be another podcast up next week, so subscribe <laughs> to us on Northern. iTunes. No, up have I? Up next week. Up it's... next week. Well, I just noticed it didn't up say, it just week, says. You're doing your joy. It just says up week. So subscribe <laughs> to us on iTunes and you'll never miss an episode. If you'd like to get in touch with us, you can email Ambridge on, on the couch, couch at, at gmail.com. We are at on Ambridge on Twitter, or you can follow Mr. Newbie on Twitter at Newbie Couch. And in the meantime, it is a goodbye from all of us and uh, have a lovely week. Bye. Bye. Oh, and we have to say get well soon to poor Mr. Newbie, who has got oh. disgusting, coldy, oh. coffee, fluey oh, thing yeah. and feels uh, shy. No, he's been tested, apparently. Oh, and he still did his turn. I know. Oh, really he's a nice troop. Doctor Theatre, darling. Doctor Theatre. <laughs> sure must go on <laughs> as the plane goes over your head. I know. Are you putting your sunglasses on now and the turning around with your... The police they're coming wee... down to oh. land in my back garden and take me away, finally, to rehab <laughs> with Alice in my straight jacket. Oh, my God. Please, is it really insensitive if we, if we write a scene about it? <laughs> Yes. So let's do it. <laughs> Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com.